to Disorderly Dogs, the podcast for dog owners. If you find yourself in precarious predicaments with your dog, this podcast is for you. I'm Rachel Harris. I'm a certified professional dog trainer, and I hope to give you a fresh outlook on your dog's behavior and practical dog training advice. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Disorderly Dogs, the podcast. I am your host, Rachel R. Harris. I am a certified professional dog trainer, and I own and run a Good Feeling Dog Training, which is based in Denver, Colorado. So if you live in Denver and you need training support, check out our website, agoodfeelingdogtraining.com. It's very likely that me or Stephanie, who is the trainer who serves the south area of Denver, um, we can probably help you. So for those of you who are new to the podcast, we are so excited that you are here. I try and break things down so it's simple, easy to understand and implement so that you can enjoy your dog more. Um, If you didn't listen to episode 155, all about how to be a good leader, you guys, it's such a good episode. I really think that it's great food for thought, and I think it can kind of help you understand why you can still be a leader, but it doesn't have to be this like dirty word where you have to be like the quote unquote pack leader. So if you're new around here, pack leader stuff, super outdated. We don't use that verbiage around here. We talk about being a confident, compassionate leader. So episode 155, my guest Jenna Slutsky is an amazing trainer um, and she joins me and kind of shares her perspective on that too. So be sure to listen to that episode. So in today's episode, I want to talk about something that I actually posted about on Instagram recently. Um, So I did a post entitled, Why I Never Give Unsolicited Dog Training Advice. And I really just wanted to kind of expand on this. Um, Obviously, it's hard in an Instagram post to like (laughs) cover every single facet of the topic I'm trying to talk about. But um, yeah, so this episode is kind of spawned by some of my feelings from that post. So I want to break it down into a couple of parts. So one, I want to just kind of define what I mean by dog training advice. So I mean giving advice to someone who hasn't asked for it, right? So anyone who has a dog who has not asked you for advice, you giving them advice. To me, that is unsolicited dog training advice. And I think that that can have a lot of different facets, right? So obviously on social media, on Instagram, in Facebook groups, Um, also in real life, right? Your friends and family. So it's hard, right? Because I think we get so excited and we get so passionate that we want to share everything that we know. But in my experience, it really just is not accepted the way we want it to be. So that's kind of what I mean by unsolicited dog training advice, right? People who are talking about training their dogs, they're posting videos about training their dogs, they're venting, and without them asking for your feedback, you tell them what you think they should do. So I think that in our culture, in today's society, it's really easy just to think that we know everything and everyone has an opinion and can leave a comment or, you know... (laughs) insert their unwanted opinion wherever they want it. And I think that it's really important, you guys, that we use caution and we are thoughtful about what we say to people and we're not giving unsolicited advice on anything really, but especially when it comes to dog training. So um, I want to tell you why I don't give unsolicited dog training advice because I think that A lot of people from the outside looking in, like, well, you're a professional dog trainer. Like, shouldn't you be helping people and tell them what to do with their dogs? And 
I do help people, but not when they haven't asked for my help or my support. So there are a couple of big reasons why I don't give unsolicited dog training advice. So one would be to protect myself, my energy, my time. Um, it's really important to me that if I'm going to share everything that I've learned over the last nine years of dog training, that the person who I'm sharing it with is open and willing to listen to what I have to say. I don't waste my breath. I don't waste my energy telling people things that they don't want to hear from me. Okay. And this is obviously relevant to almost everything in our lives, but when it comes to dog training, if you're listening and you're a dog training professional or maybe you're just a dog training enthusiast, I think it's really important for you to set those boundaries and create those spaces that you're not draining yourself unnecessarily, right? And for those of you who are like part of the Instagram community, which is a beautiful community for the most part, um, again, I, th- I still really think you need to protect your energy and not go around giving training advice when people haven't asked for it. Okay, so another reason, obviously, I don't give unsolicited dog training advice is that if I give it and people haven't asked for it, they're not going to hear it in the way that I intend it. Right. They may perceive it as criticism. They may get defensive. They may think that I'm judging them. Um, And it comes off as arrogant. (laughs) It really does. Right. Like, and I'm sure those of you who are also parents, I'm sure that this is very translatable to that concept, too, because everyone has had one kid and they think they're expert parents. But um, it's really important that you remind yourself that it's not up to you to tell other people what to do with their dogs unless it's like in a professional capacity. Okay, so um, I really don't get caught up in telling people things that I know that they aren't going to hear from me, right? It's just a waste of my time and my energy. So another reason why I don't give unsolicited dog training advice is because what I know, my expertise is very valuable. And I'm not just giving that away for free in the sense that I'm not going to waste my energy in sharing what I know if someone has no care to hear what I have to say. So for those of you who are new around here, um, and if you follow me on Instagram or don't, you can at a good feeling underscore NCO, you will know that if you shoot me a direct message and you ask me a specific training question and I feel like I have enough information to answer it, I will, right? I totally will. I don't want you guys to think that I'm just like, no, you have to pay for every opinion I have. But what I'm saying is that I don't go around giving my opinion about dog training to people who have not explicitly asked for it. Okay, and for those of you who are listening who are just training enthusiasts, maybe you're not a professional trainer, but you know a heck of a lot, remind yourself that it's not up to you to give feedback on other people's training videos if they haven't asked for it. I think that there is a a repertoire, a dialogue, a trust that I really work hard to build between myself and my human clients so that when I need to give them hard truths, we have that established connection. We have that established trust, right? And there's so much that goes into that communication element between me and my client. And if they don't trust me, they're not going to be able to hear what I'm saying in the capacity that I need them to hear it so that they can internalize it and put it into practice with their dogs. So that's another reason I don't give unsolicited dog training advice because I don't have that repertoire with people that is really the basis of making sure that 
I'm truly serving my clients so that they can hear what I am saying. Um, and this goes for everything, right? But especially when it comes to dog training advice, right? If if there's someone that you already know, you have a relationship with, they trust you, you trust them. I think that there's some wiggle room for giving unsolicited dog training advice, right? So an example of this would be, um, you know, really close friends or family members, right? If I see something is happening and I know that I can give them a solution to it in the moment and they already know that I'm coming from a place of love and sharing this information, maybe that would be the exception to the rule of giving unsolicited dog training advice. So something that comes to mind, um, my sister-in-law, Holly, who's just a beautiful human being, has a wonderful dog named Penny who experiences some pretty major stranger danger. And something that I guess I do do unsolicited is when Penny maybe is having a hard time with someone, I'll, I'll tell Holly, hey, maybe try doing this. But that, again, you guys, comes from love and understanding and Holly knowing that I'm there to, to support her and Penny, who is clearly having a hard time. So I think that when it comes to our friends and our family, we have to make sure that there's that trust built up there and they're not going to take it personally, right? I can think of another example with my mom. So those of you who follow us on Instagram, you guys already know my mom, Becky. She's a badass. We hike together every week. And sometimes I will try to give her dog training advice and it comes off as arrogant. Even though I'm her daughter, she knows, she loves me, she trusts me. So I, I still try to be careful about that, right? Unless she like explicitly asks me, I don't always share information, um, dog training advice, because again, right, She's she may take offense to it and then it's really just not serving the purpose that I want it to serve. So I just wanted to kind of expand on some examples there, y'all, because um, unsolicited dog training advice on the internet, like, again, huge no, but I think that there are lots of other facets and dynamics, right? And I think that if you're just a dog training enthusiast, maybe you're not a professional, I'm still not sure you need to be giving your friends or family members advice about training unless they explicitly ask, okay? And I think that, you know, the internet is very deceiving because it feels like, oh my God, I can watch a million YouTube videos and a million, you know, TikToks or Reels and I know everything about dog training and you don't you really don't and like obviously I don't know everything about dog training right I'm still learning and growing but I think as a profession right I've devoted my life and my time and my energy to constantly learning and growing and expanding my knowledge and my repertoire and that's something that I've cultivated right it doesn't just come from experience just training your dog that comes from experience from working with thousands of people and thousands of dogs over the last nine years of my career so I think that it's really important that as a, a dog professional, a dog training professional, so if you're listening and you're a professional dog trainer, I think it's really important that you know your worth and your value and you don't waste your time and energy giving unsolicited dog training advice that isn't going to, one, really make a difference because people aren't going to hear it the way you want to hear it. And two, it's not furthering your mission. So I think that money is something that, you know... Money is a hard topic because people feel really insecure about it. And that's something that I think I used to feel a little insecure about. But these days, I really have no insecurity over the fact that I make a lot of money as a dog trainer and I go above and beyond in serving my clients. And I think that hopefully those of you who are listening who have worked with me, you feel this, right? You know, I'm not cheap. You have to make a big financial investment to work with me. But something that we have worked really hard to do in our business at a good feeling dog training, me and Stephanie included, it is 
ridiculously over delivering. You are getting way more value than the financial investment that you make with us. And that's because we believe in our services. We believe in what we can do for you. We believe in how we can empower you and your dogs and see behavior change and help you live your best life with your dog. And I think that all of that is possible because I don't drain myself giving unsolicited dog training advice in other places. Right. And, you know, for those of you who are with us and you've sent me a message on Instagram and I've responded, I want you to know that I want to support you. I understand that money is a barrier for some people, but like by and large, what I offer is worth what I charge for it. Right. And I think that that's a really important aspect in not only, you know, what I know about dog training, but whatever service you offer, whoever you are as a servant in this world is really understanding that you are valuable. Your service is valuable and you're really deteriorating your value by going around and giving unsolicited dog training advice. So I want to just talk a little bit more about something that I observe and I I no doubt believe that it comes from a well-meaning place, but I find that a lot of like new trainers, um, new positive reinforcement advocates, enthusiasts, whatever you want to call them, they're so passionate and gung-ho that they're super quick to jump on any training video they see and saying, well, you should have done it this way. You should have done it that way. And guys, that is not helpful. That's actually really harmful and it's really rude from where I sit. And you know, this is something that is challenging about social media, right? Because every Everybody and their mother has an opinion and is going to leave a comment. But I think it's really important that, again, we kind of protect our our sacred space. And this is something I've learned, you know, over the course of the last year of really building um, my Instagram account is that not everyone's opinion matters. I don't owe everyone an explanation about a training video on the Internet. And I think it's really important that when you see a 30-second snippet of something... (laughs) You don't know all the details. You don't know all the nuance. You don't know the human in the equation. You don't know the dog in the equation. And you jumping in and inserting your opinion and your unsolicited dog training advice, again, not helpful. And it's rude. So please stop doing it, okay? And, you know, I'm not one for trying to call people out, but I think that this is something that it's harmful enough that I think we all have to take a little bit more ownership for our behavior and realize that leaving unsolicited dog training advice comments on well-meaning people's training videos, it ain't helpful, my friends. It ain't helpful. So For those of you who are still with me, thank you for sticking with me. Not a super long episode, but again, I just wanted to kind of expand on that topic that I posted about on Instagram. So if you have any more thoughts, feelings about this, let's talk about it in the Facebook group, Disorderly Dogs. The conversation continues. Um, Guys, if you need training advice, again, you can check us out on our website, agoodfeelingdogtraining.com. And if you're new to the podcast and you like this episode, be sure to subscribe. I release a new episode every Friday. And then everyone, we have a new topic suggestion form on the website, disorderlydogs.com. So if you want to hear me talk about something on the podcast, you have another trainer, a guest you think would be a great fit for disorderly dogs, do me a favor, head over to disorderlydogs.com and you can submit a topic for the podcast. And if we do an episode that you suggested, we will be sure to shout you out and thank you for that. Everyone have a beautiful weekend. Smooch those puppies for me and I am already looking forward to the next episode. 
All right, everybody, I know that CBD is a hot topic and rightfully so. There's a lot of misinformation surrounding CBD, but I tell you what, there's a lot of pretty amazing evidence for how amazing CBD can be for not only humans, but also for our pets. Uh, the ladies at VetCS uh, were on the podcast recently. It was episode 148. Give it a listen. You will learn a lot. Um, but I use VetCS products for me. I use VetCS products for the dogs. And I tell you what, Tiva, as she ages, the CBD is just amazing for her arthritis. And Waylon greatly benefits from the CBD too. So if you've been considering CBD for you or for your pet, check out VetCS.com. And you can use code DisorderlyDogs for 10% off your first purchase. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed the show. If you need help with your dog's behavior, you can learn more about our training services at agoodfeelingdogtraining.com. We post training inspiration and training tips almost daily over on the Instagram at agoodfeeling underscore NCO. If you like this podcast, we would be so grateful if you could share it with a friend or family member who could benefit from all of the information. Um, It's been a total delight. We love this podcast so much. And thank you so much for listening to Disorderly Dogs.